0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, share it with a friend, leave uh leave us five stars or four stars. I'll even take three. I'm not picky, really. By the way, if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. That's what we do. West Studios in Westwood, Mass., they are open and sanitized and all that. Anyway, we like to talk about business professionals on this show and kind of how this year has affected them and everything. I have a, a great guest. His name is David Appel. He's a titan of the insurance Industry. I've known him back to my days as a financial advisor. We'll talk about how his business has changed. We're even going to play a fun insurance movie quiz. That's right. It's probably the first ever. Anyway, welcome to the virtual studio, David Appel. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: How is everything, my friend? How has your pandemic been? It's been it's been interesting for sure, with rotating between four offices, uh, a couple of them makeshift offices, and uh, between a few different states. So that's what we've been doing the last last year or so.
0: So you continue to visit all these offices?
1: Well, when I say offices, I mean we have the office in Newton, the official office, and I have a home in Maine. And then between my apartment here and my fiance's house, there's two other wow. set up offices.
0: Holy moly! Where where so are you?
1: We can be with. We have eight kids between the two of us, so it's wherever we need to be is where I where I need to go.
0: Wow, that's that's Brady Bunch plus right there. That's. Uh... You know, when they pitched the Brady Bunch, they're going to have eight kids. But they said, no one would ever have eight kids between them.
1: Right. We call it <laughs> the Brady Bunch on steroids. <laughs> that's
0: that's great. So in in your business, how did things change during the pandemic? I take it. People wanted to visit you virtually rather than in person. And that's that's kind, I would think that would be kind of a blow. But tell me how it's been.
1: Yeah, overall, it's been pretty good. I mean, the biggest challenge for us early on in between March, April, and May was how the insurance companies are going to react because, as you know, we we kind of specialize in people insurance, life, health, disability, long-term care, and typically those require in a third-party exam to be done. And one of the biggest challenges we had is that no one was going to allow a nurse into their home to do an exam mm. at the beginning of the pandemic, mm. you know, as, as buckled down as everybody was. So we had to kind of sit back, wait to see how the insurance companies were going to react and then kind of take it from there. But it was an interesting beginning for sure.
0: And you're someone who loves to network. I, I, I remember when I was doing my networking bit as a financial advisor, you were always holding court at some cocktail party or some gala event. This must have been a little bit of a frustrating, frustrating time for you. You sell people insurance. You're a people person. What was it like not having contact with people for so long, at least in person?
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was difficult. I mean, we, I had to transition quickly, like a lot of us did. And, and, you know, all of a sudden, we had to, we had to take zoom on to a whole nother level, we had just dabbled in it before the pandemic. And so all of a sudden, those uh, those networking lunches, networking cocktail hours, networking dinners, had to turn into to zoom meetings, you know, and my biggest Fear was that people were going to forget that we were here, that insurance was still able to be bought during the pandemic, and we just had to get out there. So my goal early on was just to set up a bunch of Zoom meetings with my key contacts, my key centers of influence, make sure that they knew we were here, you know, keep visible to them in a time where they couldn't necessarily see us, and, and just set up a bunch of meetings. And, and overall, David, actually, it worked out well because it was extremely efficient we had a lot more people on the Zoom meetings than I would ever have had in person, you know, mm. meeting them and, and, and got to expand our network through firms we already do business with, with different levels and even associates that I would ne- not necessarily have come in contact with.
0: So for some, you might think that insurance would be something you'd put on hold. But I think I, I heard in a lot of circles that the reverse happened during the pandemic. In other words, people had time to sit around and and be introspective and think about plans for the future so you might have gotten calls from people who had, had been putting it off what was what was that like did business pick yeah. up yeah
1: uh, Yeah, I I don't I don't disagree with you. In 28 years of being in the life insurance business, I have never seen people take their life insurance as seriously as Mm. they have over the last 12 months. You know, for multiple reasons. But you know, obviously, it wasn't you know easy for all of us to turn the news on, and every two seconds they're talking about death and dying and sickness and people on ventilators and being disabled and you know, and, and seeing bodies lined up in New York, you know, in and, and freezers. I mean, it was yeah. just not a, this was not a normal situation for any of us. So, yeah, people were around. They, you know, from the estate planning lawyers I work with to myself, I mean, people were reviewing documents, reviewing beneficiaries. I definitely found some of my clients with old policies that, you know, where they, you know, we never changed, you know, divorced divorced spouses from them or whatever it may be. And it was, just, it was a time for people to reflect and kind of see where they're at.
0: So... Can insurance companies now and going forward, can they ask people if they've received the COVID vaccine as as one of the elements of whether they decide to provide coverage or not?
1: Yeah, it hasn't. uh, That hasn't been fully vetted yet. I mean, I have gotten now two people insured that have had COVID and and have gotten them new insurance policies, you know, whether they can ask, I mean, you know, what's going to typically happen, it's going to be in their medical records. So if it's in their medical records, they can review that. I haven't seen any documents as of yet, such as applications or any kind of insurance company questionnaires that have actually asked that on the new application. But they are asking on delivery right now, you know, have they been exposed and, and have they had it or whatever it may be. So I, I think the answer to your question is going to be yes, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been fully vetted yet.
0: And tell people where they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you do and, and perhaps revisit their policies.
1: Sure. They can, they can get onto our website at uh, www.appeladvisors.com with a plural dot com. Send us an email at support at appeladvisors.com. And on that website, there's a schedule appointment button on every page that if they want to uh, set up a time to talk with us, they can do it very easily.
0: I'm glad to be interviewing uh, you, David Appel, if for no other reason than it's a, it's a, it's an all David show, and you know the 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 name David used to be at the top of the charts when it came to name popularity. Are, are you hurt by the fact that it's no longer the case? No,
1: <laughs> not at this point. I don't think it's uh, fine, but we can refer to ourselves as King David and, <laughs> and still think positively about it. But yeah, I think David's taken a backseat for a little bit over the last decade or so
0: it really has i'm looking at a list of the most popular baby names from a couple years ago and david is like nowhere to be found i i mean i don't, I don't know what happened but i mean you must remember as a kid growing up in school you were lucky if you were the only david in class
1: 100 percent. so there could be two three four of them at least yeah
0: yeah and you were you were always david a and I, I was always david y when i when i got to college in whenever i went there 86 i guess i went to my freshman dorm and quickly noticed there were on the on my floor in freshman year there were six daves six. Oh my God. <laughs> so i had to be yaz and then we invented you know nicknames for those that needed them did, did of course did you do you go by any nicknames David?
1: They, you know, they tended because of the closest of my last name to Apple. Apple ended up being a uh, a little bit of a nickname during some of the some of the time for sure. Well,
0: that could be worse, right? Yeah. yeah. Latest stats provide David's all the way down at number twenty-seven, which doesn't sound that bad. But then consider it's behind Levi and Mateo. Mateo? Oh, we're <laughs> behind Mateo. Come on, parents, get on a stick. Go back to a classic solid name like Dave. Anyway. Enough enough on that. We are going to play a round of Wicked Smart. As promised, this will be a fun one because there's some movie clips involved. You didn't think I could find movies with insurance, did you? Well, I did. So here is... Uh, let's go right into it. I'm
1: smart. My boy's Wicked Smart. I'm smart.
0: All right. What I'm going to do, David Appel, insurance whiz is play clips from, I think I have five, six, I don't know, a few movies. Uh, I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to give you the year, and you try to tell me what movie it is. And is. We'll start with this one. If I had had a full marrow transplant, I would have had a 90% chance of living. I hope that you are astonished, as I am, at the lengths to which a wealthy insurance company like the defendant will go to take money from a low-income family and then keep it. By denying a legitimate claim, it's no wonder they spend so much money on their lawyers. And their All right. Well, he really maligned the insurance uh, industry there, so sorry about that. But but that's, okay. <laughs> that's from uh, I don't have the year here, but that was that was the voice of Matt Damon, star of the movie. Do you know what one that is?
1: No, because I actually thought that was that was from Grisham's book. I thought that was Tom Cruise, but I didn't realize that was Damon.
0: It is. Yeah. It is a, a Grisham book. I think. Yeah. This this is, oh, is. this was an adaptation of a Grish- Grisham book.
1: Oh. You have a guess? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of remember that, but I forgot that it was Matt Damon,
0: dude. Right. From I 1997,
1: Matt Damon. Yeah, I
0: can't think of a name, but... Sorry to ring you up like that. The Rainmaker. We were looking for the Rainmaker. Oh. Right. All right. Let's go to one that might be a little easier.
1: Ned Ryerson. Bing! Bing. <laughs> So did you turn pro with that belly button thing, Ned? No, Phil, I sell insurance. What a shock. Do you have life insurance? Because if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right?
0: Starring Bill Murray, that film is from, I don't know. This is
1: not my strength, Mr. Yes.
0: 1993, Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, kind of feels like he's doing the same thing every day like we are in the pandemic. (laughs) No? You don't recognize that one? No. It's, he lives the same day over and over again. Groundhog oh, Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. Yes. I'll give it to you. You kind of said that before. All right. Yeah. Very good. Well, let's try.
1: That was, as I'm listening to him, I'm thinking about Caddyshack. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there were any insurance professionals in Caddyshack. No, could, no. Well, there might have been. might golf. have been at the golf club. Yeah. Here we go. Back home, there was a surprise party for me. But the nicest surprise was an insurance check for the Belle Isle Fire. $100,000. However, no one stopped Bly Biochem from dumping that toxic waste on my land. They told me not to worry. Its half-life was estimated at 3,000 years. All right, so that is from 1989, I believe, starring Chevy Chase, Julianne Phillips, and Hal Holbrook. Ring Uh a bell.
1: 1989, you and I were in college, and I don't know if I was watching these movies. This is a sequel.
0: Yeah, this is a sequel. He was... He, uh, Chevy Chase plays a journalist and yeah, and a, a master.
1: The is failing on the Movie
0: and a, you know this movie and a master of he plays a master of disguise. I'm
1: sure I do, but this has never been my. Oh, all game. right. Well, that's okay.
0: Uh, Fletch lives was what we were looking oh, for, God, yeah. and uh, the the sequel to, of course, to
1: I would never Fletch. have pulled that.
0: No, okay. Well, you got to watch more movies. Uh, yeah, uh, clearly. Dave, clearly yeah, we got we got it. Yeah. All right, we'll do one more. And uh, this star, this film starred Jim Carrey in 1998. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Morning, Truman. Morning, Spencer. <laughs> hey, Pluto. Oh, no, no,
0: no. Oh, there was a clue in there. Does that one ring a bell, David Appel?
1: Yes, I think I know that one. Yep.
0: You hit, Ventura. hit us. What's that?
1: Ace Ventura.
0: No, (laughs) (laughs) we're looking for. We were looking for the Truman Show.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I thought that was. I I thought you know when you said there was the barking, I thought that was. I had it.
0: Oh yeah, see. Oh yeah. No, he said Truman, (laughs) and someone said Truman. Truman. All right, so I threw you off on that one. Not fair. Uh,
1: That's okay. We're all good. Anyway,
0: you're the high scorer of the day. So yeah. That's not saying much, but thank you for we thank you for playing along, David, and being and being a good sport. See that you can see you, you've told me you're not the typical insurance agent, which is probably why you, you've missed on a couple of those. But what yeah. do you what do you mean when you say that, that you're not the typical insurance agent?
1: I just, you know, I kind of go about my business. I've I've decided that, you know, I'm here to help people no matter what what level they're at and I'm not pushy. I'm not salesy. I just go about doing my business the right way, the right way by clients, the right way by their advisors. And, you know, just, just kind of do my thing. I'm not, you're not going to see me in a, you know, white shirt, red tie, blue suit walking around. I'm, you know, I kind of, I, I work with my clients at whatever level they're at. And, uh, you know, I don't try to play at any game that, that I'm not capable of playing at. So right. it's just, uh, I just kind of do my thing.
0: Now I did hear, a rumor, there's, there's an urban myth that David Appel has an old school madman style bar, a full bar, in one of your offices. Is there any <laughs> truth to that rumor? I'm getting to the bottom of the story here.
1: Yes, there is. Oh. Uh, there is. There is truth to that because you never, you never know when you might need a, you know, a, a nice, tasty cocktail at the end of the day.
0: Well, we're going back. We're going back to the game and giving you a hundred bonus points for that. That's. I mean, seriously, you you see on, on Mad Men is is like the extreme image of the mid '60s where they seem to have a drink, you know, with, at at every meeting, and but but at some point it became day class A to to you know drink during the day three martini lunch used to be the staple of our economy but i i I tend to think that you know you, you i i always had some booze in my office over the over the years it's for it's obviously for after business hours you're hanging out and you know you maybe mix a little business with pleasure but Everything responds. Uh,
1: typically, typically that's what it was there for. Through the years, it has been used a few times. Uh, you know, earlier than business hours ending, and and not necessarily for me, but for a few clients that came in that were having a rough time. Yeah. Uh, saw it and said, "Hey, do you mind if I pour myself a, a cocktail?" I said, "No, not at all. Go for it."
0: There you go. See, that's good business. That's good business, my friends. Dave, a reminder of our listeners one more time that website they can visit if they want more info on you
1: Sure, it's uh www.appeladvisors.com a-p-p-e-l-a-d-v-i-s-o-r-s.com
0: he even spelled it for you full service insurance guy <laughs> all right we are going to before we depart we're going to play a round of good stuff where both both davids will recommend something good that might brighten your day today Before we get there, let me just take one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. It's a great way to reach your clientele, your prospective clients, your centers of influence, your friends, everybody out there. You invite them as guests on your show, and it's a new innovative way to market what you do, we'll take care of the whole thing here at Pod617. We'll send you out a quality USB mic, maybe even like the fancy one that David Appel is rocking today. But You get, you got the, the see, this is my industry, and I forgot what it's called, the pop filter. You got the pop filter on top of the mic, which is yeah. hardcore. So th- I thank you for not popping any peas today. But Pod617.com is where you go. If you want to get started, get in touch with us. You could be the next big podcast star. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. Okay, let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. David, I'm going to let you go first. The floor is yours. You have something good to recommend to our listeners.
1: I think that people, you know, I I had a bunch of clients affected by Bertie Madoff and the huge financial scandal and the largest Ponzi scheme in this country. And I recently watched the documentary that was done on that, about the Mm. family, about the kids, about how that stuff started um, with him in the late 60s, early 70s. And it's just, you know, anybody that's in business, anybody that has trusted advisors, I mean, just to kind of watch and listen and see what this gentleman had done over the 40 years that he was doing this it was just amazing to me and just really an eye-opener and just you know brings back around you know about the people that you're doing with you know the right people that you surround yourself with and just never take anything at face value.
0: Yeah it, if if I'm not mistaken it's called Chasing Madoff is that it's a uh, does that sound familiar?
1: I uh, think that was the title. Yeah, yeah.
0: documentary from 2011 and you can stream it on amazon prime i've seen it as well and then there's another one on pbs i guess called the madoff affair which is which looks like it has yeah and
1: i think i saw it on on the headline channel and it's just you know it's it's amazing what 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 that man put his family through put his clients through and and obviously there were some boston-based people here that were affiliated with him so I had a good handful of clients affected by it. And so it was just, you know, it was just good to see it from start to finish versus all the little pieces that we heard through the years.
0: Yeah. And it's remarkable how a single man can really turn the tide for, for worse in this case, when it comes to the, when I was a financial advisor, we had to deal with this every day is how do I convince this person that I'm not another Madoff? you know? And and so, and so, but so, Good suggestion there, David. Um, yeah, no, yeah,
1: and, and, and listen, as an insurance salesman, an insurance agent, as a, as a as an advisor, I have to battle with that too, and that's why you know I rely so heavily on other advisors to put me in front of their clients and know that I'm already a trusted advisor, because in every in every profession, there's some people that just don't always do the right things.
0: Absolutely, I will recommend something on the lighter side. I just started listening to the audiobook which is a biography written by comedian martin short it's called appropriately i must say i'll play a little clip of it here it's may 1977 and i'm having an argument with the woman who will become my wife we're not arguing about anything serious nancy and i rarely do but i've been behaving rudely or so nancy thinks although i think it's the other way around and the tension is real why do you have to start suddenly screaming she asks i'm not remotely screaming You'll know when I start screaming, I respond. Oh, so you mean we need to bring out the Nixon-esque recording devices to determine the truth around here? Good, by all means, turn them on, because I'll be proven right. Oh, and by the way, if I did raise my volume a decibel or two, why would that be my fault? So you didn't raise your voice? No, of course I did. But that's like complaining about a guy who's been pushed off a mountain and screams, Ah! on the way down. Sure, he's screaming, but doesn't the person who gave him a shove bear some of the responsibility? Okay, you know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore, Nancy says. I want to talk to Ed. So that that's how the, the book begins. And the Ed he's referring to is is of course his character, Ed Grimley, and when in the early stages of that character's development. If you if you were a fan of Saturday Night Live back in the day, do you remember those days, David? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Ed Grimley was the was the Mr l- Bell. Well, Mr. Bill was, Mr. Bill was great. Mr. Bill was before, I think, predated Ed Grimley. But the the Ed Grimley character was the one with the spiky hair and and pants pulled up to his belly button. And then he talked like this, I must say. And so he, he, Martin Short, details how his wife actually had conversations with with. Martin in character when they were having a fight, which is pretty, but it's, but it's, uh, I'm about halfway through it. It's, it's great. A lot of, a lot of great stories about uh, celebrities. And there's a day where he and Tom Hanks bump into each other. They end up driving together to like a Whole Foods or something Gelson's and they get into an accident and the person gets out of the car to see and sees Martin Short and Tom Hanks like in the car that just hit him which is just I, I can imagine what I would think that that would be a fun call to my insurance agent David <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not life insurance so David Appel I hope you enjoyed yourself please yes, say please say so much just lie to me if it's not the case uh, <laughs> so again check the show notes of this episode or rewind back to know how to get in touch with David all his info I encourage you to do so thank you so much for being here david and thank you thank you to all of our listeners as well if you like this podcast subscribe to us on apple podcast and if you want your own podcast go to pod617.com to get started on behalf of one of my favorite daves other than me david Appel, my name is dave i'm just a guy from boston but if you're not from boston you must be the other guy have a great day everybody